Welcome to Bleed TV, the podcast for the best shows on TV, and I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. That's right, we're down, Zach, this episode. Yeah, we're just not really digging getting all together anymore. <laughs> now life calls every once in a while, so we got to uh, split it up occasionally. Uh, or our heads just get too big and we just start duking it out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe we need a little more mic time, you know. Um, but Here it's we Preacher are. Week. It is. And this is episode 109, Finish the Song. And, yeah, I don't know what song they were finishing. Well, I mean, obviously we know what they're talking about. Yeah, but I, I wasn't digging the title name, personally. Yeah, well, it didn't give anything away, that's for sure. Yes. Um, what do you think about the episode? Dare I say it was the best episode of Preacher we've ever had. Oh. Uh, I'm all in on this episode. Okay, well, I thought last episode was better. Really? But I did like this episode a lot. Um. I mean, this opening, and you're giving it to last week? Yeah, I just, I liked the episode last week as a whole. Okay. Not just as a, you know, cold open. Uh, this opener was amazing. I mean, it was the rat water that we have been waiting for. Absolutely. It was the conclusion of, uh, you know, of the gun battle we were <laughs> expecting to see. Um, of course, that had a major twist the, later yeah, on. Yep. But... I love this guy on the screen. I mean, he is a cold-blooded killer. And what what they end up calling him? The uh, Slaughter of Gettysburg or something? or Butcher of Gettysburg? Something like that. Killed I think 77 so. men? Something like that. 74, I mean, 77. Yeah, it was in the in 70s. The 70s. Uh, a lot. A lot of men. Um, I will ask this question. Whose heads were in the American flag? I don't know. I don't I, either. It left me puzzled the entire time. And... Just the way he slung the heads. Yeah, because I didn't... It was three heads. Yep. Because at first I was like, was that his wife and daughter? But and I can't I was like, see no. him, no. There's just no way he's chopping those heads off. No, absolutely not. And so three just random heads? I have no idea. I mean, I'm sure we'll find it by the end of this uh, season, I would think. Maybe. Or maybe it was... Some of the heads off the people swinging from the tree out there. Or but yet again, that doesn't make much sense. Like, I mean, there, there's significance in these heads. I would assume. And it was wrapped in an American flag and everything. Was it the uh, three people he visited before on the way into town with the little boy? No, because they were in the bar when he walks in. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, yeah. I truly do not know who those heads are. But they were... And he only cut off one more head. Yeah. So, I mean, there's significance in who... He, is beheaded here possibly i mean that's the thing too all right did you told me you kind of struggled with understanding the end of this yes and what's going on in well, like Ratwater the, and yeah stuff. the rewinds and everything i didn't understand the emphasis on it the only reason i think i understand this is from what arseface said to um jesse a couple episodes ago right before he sent him to hell or before. Well, no, after, when he comes up. Okay. And I realize it's just like a vision, yeah. you know, that Jesse's having. But Arsface says, they could be messing with you. You know, they'd like to do that. Yeah. So he's talking about like what, I'm assuming the demons do to you while you're in hell. So I feel like this guy is has to constantly relive okay. his worst day. You know what I'm saying? Relive the fact that he couldn't save his daughter and his wife. Right. So the fact they kept showing it and showing it and replaying it and replaying it, I think that is showing you that it's like no matter what this guy does, he always ends up with the same income or outcome, and that's his hell. 
okay. he's trapped in. Yeah. Okay. So when they go to hell, like this is this Every, guy's yeah, hell. Everyone's hell's different. Like I right. hate to bring up a different show, like Lucifer. I don't know if you ever watched that. I've never watched it. Um one of the characters talked about he was only in hell for thirty seconds, really. But his hell was he's like, I'm a very voiceless person, I love talking and stuff. So it was nothing. There was no silence. I couldn't taste food. I couldn't taste the air. It was just pitch black. And that was my hell. Okay. And so, like, this is our main character from Ratwater's hell, is having to relive this day in and day out. Right. Yeah, just think of, like, the worst Groundhog Day, you know. Oh, my God. Just awful. So, it, it wouldn't surprise me. We kept seeing the same thing over mm-hmm. and over again. but Different sequences, almost. Yeah, I bet it would end up the same no matter what he did. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, give him that little bit of hope. You know, how many times did he make that trip where once the, the preacher guy started beating him up and his buddies started beating him up, mm-hmm. how many times did he just immediately start killing them? You know, how many times did he go to the closet and not bring his gun and sword with him? You know what I mean? Yeah, just like, like no matter what he did, it was always going to end with him. Right. And, uh, it was always going to end with his wife and child dead and him going back and slaughtering. Yep. You know, because so, there's no point of not slaughtering them. Right, because he's in a constant loop. Um, so pretty rough, uh, pretty rough stuff. If 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 I'm interpreting correctly, yeah, I, and I think you are. I mean, at least it makes a lot of sense to me. Right. And obviously, I'm connecting it with another show, but I, I like the way that you thought about it. And until they give us further notice, that's what I'm willing to go with. Right. But before we even aside from yeah. all that trash. Just a badass gunfight. Oh, my God. <laughs> and just like the walks in, the way that, I guess it was the preacher, greets him and everything. Well, first off, we get the, looks like I'm assuming it's like a Chinese railroad worker, mm-hmm. um, singing the song on the piano. Beautiful. You know? If anyone knows this song, please let us know. I was trying yeah. to find it all day and stuff, and I just, I, I just wasn't able to. But, I mean, I thought it was a beautiful song, and just hearing him sing it. Well, it was just so out of left field. I had no idea... Like where that was going, mm-hmm. you know, and then I, I almost felt like I was back in Deadwood. It was just strange, you know, but in a good way. Oh yeah, it's like man, this the show can really transport you to that time. You know what I mean? And then, like you said, when he comes in and um, the preacher greets him, and then it basically explains his rules for being in here, right? And he, you could tell he's such a sleazy oh, uh, yeah. preacher. You know, he's like. Yeah, talking about the prostitutes and you know how people make money and whatever and so like that in the town and you know you got to be okay with it or you know get the f out or suffer the consequences. Basically, um, and then basically outs him as the butcher of Gettysburg and right off the bat, and I was like, oh, this isn't going to end well for you, preacher. Yeah, <laughs> which I'm surprised he he got it pretty easy, just shot in the chest. Pretty um, much everyone in there got it easy. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess everybody got basically one shot killed, but, yeah. I mean, you see the little family with the little chubby boy, oh. uh, hey mister, <laughs> they all get greased, blasted, all the women get greased, uh, and the I, piano guy, he gets greased, and then you think maybe the Chinaman who's singing might survive it. I, I mean, know. I love how it just lingered, you're like, he's gonna die then, no, no, he's gonna, no, he's gonna die, oh, okay, no, he's beheaded. Yeah, he gets the cavalry sword, but... Um, were you looking at the girl in the background? Oh, yeah. The oh, entire time, I'm like, when's she going to die? When's she going to die? And then just gets plowed into the back of the wall. And <laughs> I was, oh, I was well, cracking up. And the first time I saw it, she took the shot, and then it looked like she jumped back. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't too happy with 
the effect of it. Yeah. Like the stunt work wasn't so good. But when they did the rewind of it, it was more like on track because it was fast forwarded a little bit. Okay. Like she takes the bullet and flies back. And I was like, oh, that looks better. You know, I wish they would have fixed that little bit just a tear bit. You know, it's nitpicking, but. I. I enjoyed like her like the jumping back because I just found it so comical because she was so small. Oh so yeah. So I was just like, okay, I can see you're just getting blown back <laughs> into the back of the wall. Right, right. I and, think MythBusters said something about this that this really doesn't happen. Yeah. But on the screen, it's just wonderful. Yeah, I mean, it just looked great, and I had no problems with it. Yeah, and I and wonder I, if in Hell you have unlimited ammo. Hey, that's what I was trying to think of. Is he dropping guns, or because you hear him pull the chamber back each and every time, which I really enjoyed. Oh no, the the foley work, mm-hmm. the sound work on this was awesome. But I mean, really, you're in a hell. You know what I mean? What? Maybe yeah, the rules don't apply. <laughs> but he has two six shooters, possibly eight shooters. Yeah, he fires. What do you think? Thirty rounds at least. Yeah, I mean, and- he's letting them have it. And so the first thing is always, does he have unlimited ammo? And then I was trying to think, well, maybe I'll give the benefit of the doubt. He had a couple extra guns. but you It looks hear, like he just has the two shooters. Yeah, so. and you don't hear any guns drop. So, I mean. Nah. But, I don't know. Don't care. You know, we'll go with the hell. He has unlimited ammo. Yeah, absolutely. I'm good with it. He got the cheat code. I'm cool with it. You know, no big deal. <laughs> up, down, left, right. Up, down, left, right. <laughs> um, okay, well, that wasn't the only storyline. We also got some pretty cool stuff with Emily, of course. Well, okay, so we've seen Emily. She's been a weird character. She's had all these weird scenes that we've brought up and stuff, and I haven't necessarily viewed them as dark. But you've always talked about her yeah. anger issue, and you know, just something lingering that there was a darker side to her. And you hit it right on the head. Well, I just thought it was weird when she starts talking to Tulip and saw about she's she has a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. But the previous episode, she kind of had a row with the governor or the gov- the, the mayor. mayor, the governor, the Jesus governor, Christ. Walking Dead shit <laughs> leaking into the show. Um, but no, you remember the mayor was like, "I'm going to help Ken Cannon, yeah, take Jesse's church and stuff like that." And it's for the better of the town and everything, right? And like, she was kind of weirded by it, but I mean, but you she like saw him for what he was. Yeah, he's a sleazeball. You know what I mean? And, you know, kind of boring, I would assume, for her, too. But I kind of called this when I was watching the episode. I felt like it was a little telegraphed what was going to happen. No, I, I don't think oh, so really? at all. Like, because I just couldn't imagine her being that vicious. Like, I mean, that was... No, I just... Once Tulip said that Cassidy's not healing. Yeah. And they had already, she'd already given him several, you know, different animals and stuff like that. I was like, he needs human blood. And once Emily was left in charge for a little while, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, maybe she feeds uncle, you know, that's passed out drunk. Okay. I'm starting to worry for this uncle a little bit. Yeah. He hasn't moved. Super problem. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, I mean, he's not even, we haven't even seen him drinking. No, no. He's sloshed before everybody's awake. Yeah. Um, but then we get the the voicemail on the mayor's line and stuff like that. Okay, so you, I mean, I thought she just ended up calling and then just hung up in a tizzy. No, she... she. Well, no, yeah, that's right. It's not a voicemail. He's, yeah, okay, talk, yeah, he's yeah. talking to her. She's trying to talk to her. And she's like, he got out. I'm hiding in the closet. You know, please come help. You know, then cuts it off at the right time so he knows where, you know, yeah. she's really in danger. Um, I thought Cassidy got out. Okay, yeah. I, I can see 
like her actually being afraid and i was expecting him to just jump out and eat the mare but well it's weird because before the phone call i was thinking emily was gonna throw the mayor in there yeah but when the phone call happened i was kind of like well dang that makes sense too that she her curiosity would have got the better of her and, and jesse got out just and out cassidy would have got out you know so i was like okay i could see that mm-hmm. and then maybe she gets in trouble because the uncle does get eaten off the couch because he's passed out drunk or something makes sense you know so i was starting to flip a little bit but then when he walked into the room and he says, like, oh, God. I was like, okay, maybe he just saw all the carcasses laying around. And this was the main problem I had with the scene was that's the first door that he unlocks. Like, oh. I don't know. Like, um, at least let him check a few doors and be like, oh, what's going on in here? What's going on here? The fact that he picked the bathroom on the first try, I was just like, mm. Well, it wasn't a bathroom. It was like a... Well, I mean, whatever room he Back room, yeah. bedroom, whatever. Um, well, I don't remember if there was, like, noises coming from that room. Because Cassie's making noises constantly. Yeah. You know, he's like growling and uh, moaning begging and begging to be fed mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, so I assumed that that was going on. I didn't think about it necessarily too much. Okay. Um, but either way, Emily shuts him in there, locks just, the door. And like creeps up behind the door and stuff as he's trying to get out. And I was just like, oh my God, like you are creepy. Yeah. Um, were you disappointed they didn't show what Cassidy was doing to him? No, because they haven't shown it. It's um, true. And so, like, it made sense to me that they just wouldn't. And they did a good job, once again, with the Foley. You yeah. Know, I mean... Pretty nasty stuff. The, um, the, the noises are settling it for me. I don't think I need to see this. Well, I like that a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to show me. Uh, just do a good job with the sound and, you know... That's enough. Like, we're hearing, we're hearing the crunches and everything. I, yeah. I'm good with that. Yeah, I'm good with it, too. I actually really enjoyed this. Mm-hmm. Um, Were you a little weirded out how easily Tulip handed the reins over to Emily? Like, it was just like, calls her over. It was like, you like you freak out. Do you freak out? There's a vampire in there. Like, <laughs> like it was just common knowledge. I don't know. Tulip is a very strange character, even when she was like, um, I'll watch your kids. Yeah. Or I'll run the errands. You know what I mean? It's just like, I don't know. She's all in all the time. It's you know. like she accepts everything exactly as it is. Yeah, just face value on everything, I guess. And I guess is expecting everyone else to because if I was, someone just told me there's a vampire in the thing, yeah, I'm going to freak out. And I feel like that's going to be common, yeah. a common thing. But Tulip's just like, meh, it's a Tuesday. Yeah. Well, what else you got? I don't know. I, uh, but I mean, I loved her character. I think that they're doing that with Tulip's character across the board, yeah. so it doesn't bother me. Like she just she's just that way with everybody. Okay. So except for Jesse. You know, she's kind of she's always like kind of rocky with him. Well, do you think she's done with Jesse? Not anymore. No. Not since the the voicemail and everything. And um, I think this is gonna cause some problems with Emily. Well, the newly deadly Emily at this point in time. Well, when Tulip like Denounce basically Jesse. says like, you know, F Jesse, I'm done with him. Let him touch your tits, yeah. whatever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh you can have him. Um, I think Emily does see this as an opportunity. Absolutely. Uh, newly single. Yeah. Um, and I don't think Jesse knows that she's the one that lured the mayor in there. I don't think so, but I mean, I, I don't think it's going to be too hard for him to figure that out either. Possibly not. Possibly not. Because, um, well, I mean, I think he's got to know because Tulip wasn't there and he sees Emily leaving casually to go grab her kids. 
Yeah. Which, I mean, if you just murdered the mayor and then it's just casually, hey, I gotta go pick up my kids, deuces. Like, the something's going to happen later on with you. Agreed. I'm okay. excited to see, or a little terrified to see, where her character is going in the finale. Well, she's a murderer now. Yes. I mean, straight up. Cold-blooded. Uh, so I'm very curious about this. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, with the whole heaven and hell, you know, obviously there's consequences to things you do. Yes. Um, I'm curious to see, like, is that going to affect Emily in some kind of way? Just like all the characters. I mean, we know Tulip and Jesse are, are killers. Yes. We know Cassie's a killer. But he can't help it, kind of. Um, uh, the sheriff is a killer. Now I'm just, the sheriff is now, I, I guess, a murderer. Yeah. Um, you know, Arse Face, but an attempted murderer? Like, uh, attempted murderer. This town's got a lot of murderers. This town's full of killers. King uh, Cannon, big time. King Cannon's lunatic. <laughs> uh, you know, I guess that's some of the, the smaller scenes mm-hmm. of the episode where, like, well, first we get the sheriff, and he's taking Jesse to the jail. And he's talking about how... Okay, I'm just going to jump. How did he get out of this car? Like, is this the worst? They showed the pin. They did, but I mean, there's cars let you know when a door doesn't close. And so I've got to figure that the car would say, hey, your back door is not closed. I don't know how he got out the door. Yeah. I'll give the pin for the handcuffs. I don't know how he got out the door. Well, no, the pin was for the door because he was still in the handcuffs under the bridge. So, oh, I mean, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Um, so, I mean, either he's the worst sheriff in the world and doesn't look at his dashboard. I don't know how he got out of the car. Yeah, because... I of, don't. And so, like, the only way I could see it was the pin was lodged so the door didn't fully close. But, yet again, that leads me back to your dashboard saying, hey, your back door is not closed. Maybe. I think it's probably better that we don't think too much about it. Yeah. You know? Because it'll just mess it up, I guess. It did. Um, <laughs> But but strange altogether. He yeah. goes and has some hobo pancakes. Um, but as me and Zach were talking about, you know, we finally get the sheriff asking about his son because I mean that was all he was asking about last episode. But right. at the end, when he finally got to see Jesse, just nothing. But so now it picks up right where we left off, and he's actually asking about Eugene. And he's taking the, you know, I. I send, I'll send you to hell. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Kind of like the old Western style. Like, I'll send you to hell, yeah. you know, before you shoot somebody. The sheriff's kind of taking it that way, I think. Yeah, like, he's not you know, believing. You know, uh, you know, at the penitentiary, they don't take kindly to child killers. And, and this sheriff, the stories that he has about, like, he's got some dark stories. Yeah, absolutely. Just whip out on a dime. His best friend that now runs the prison and... He says, child killers, the guards, or the screws, mm-hmm. and the inmates don't take kindly, you know. And I mean, there was this one that would climb up to his top, <laughs> top bunk, bunk and then jump. So his uh, cure for that was to remove second bunks, yeah. top bunks. It's like, yeah. They, ref- <laughs> they prefer them to get tortured in there by the other inmates and stuff. So, so pretty dark stuff. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, I'm excited for story time anytime Sheriff comes up on, on the table. Absolutely. I, like I said, I just love the casting of this guy. Mm-hmm. He's perfect for this role. Um, I really enjoy him anytime he's on the screen. So to see him later on in the episode strangle out our other uh, angel, quadriplegic 
Oh man! Removed arms and legs. Uh, and I mean, I remembered them grabbing the chainsaw and everything, but for some reason, I thought they just killed her and like just chopped her up. And I know that they couldn't, but I just her, figured there was some kind of way because remember they're going to use the chainsaw to get Genesis mm-hmm. out of the preacher. So I was like, well, maybe there's a way of chainsawing somebody that yeah. prevents them from coming back. Nah. This was brutal. Nah, she was a. I don't know what to call it. I mean, like you say, quadriplegic and seared. The like, doll with the arms and legs taken off. Oh, you know? uh, It was like a bad Toy Story. Yeah, so they cut the arms and legs off so she couldn't get away. Yeah. Uh, they you, you see the burns on the wounds, so they cauterized them mm-hmm. shut. Uh, and they tied her up to where she couldn't drown herself. Right. So they covered, like, all their bases, and it was horrifying. Um. But then Sheriff giving into her her begging and strangles her. Over strangles her. Yes. But I uh, mean I, I don't think there was any way that he wasn't going to overstrangle her. You know Why do you think he did it? Just because how do you justify saving somebody who has their arms and legs sawed off? Like I mean, there's no way you're gonna live a happy life. I mean, I know there's this one guy on YouTube, but for but, the most part. But do you think he thought about it like the girl that his son shot. It's like, do you think he feels like she'd be better off dead? No, I just feel like this was a complete sympathy. Like, this girl had no will to live. She's been tied up in a tub, and she's never going to walk or do anything productive again. And he saw it as pure sympathy. Right, but I see. I think I would think the same way about the girl that's no because paralyzed I mean, in her bed right now, too. Because if I was a vegetable, yeah, I mean that girl just opened her eyes for the first time in a long time. So I, I would, I don't want to live like that. No, you know. So put me down too. Uh, and if I could beg somebody to do it yeah. non-verbally, I would. You know. But and so maybe you're right. He is taking what Eugene potentially did to her. Yeah. As I think he sees some kind of connection that yeah. way. You know. And he just wants to do that. But how creepy was it that she immediately came back right behind him? Oh, and we yeah. just stared at him. Continue. And I thought she might kill him. I didn't think she was going to kill him, but I feel like she was... Judging him. Like, judging him. Yeah, like, taking it in. Because he's, like, crying yeah. while he's doing it. Like, make sure he's not getting any enjoyment or he didn't do it because he wanted to or something. Yeah, like, he felt like he was doing the right thing, mm-hmm. not because he was malicious in any way. But... we I don't... You know, I'm not a religious guy, but... I, I don't know. That's a... Uh, it's still murder. It's still murder, yeah. right? <laughs> and, I mean, regardless of your intentions, he still took a life. He still felt he had the power to end someone's life. Right. Which isn't in our power, according to religion, I believe. But intent is a big deal. Yes. You intent know what I doesn't mean? matter. So, it's like... Me, personally, he did the right thing. Yes. You know what I mean? But... Since we don't know all the rules from this heaven and hell stuff, you know we're not going to know exactly. You know? I mean, just but once again, another murderer. Yeah. So it's like everybody's getting on the same level playing field. <laughs> but also, is it murder if they come right back to life? Yeah. Don't know. Can no, he, you murder an angel? Don't he, know. He didn't know. But I mean, either way, like you said, still a murderer. Yeah, and he still might have some problems from this. You know, like lasting issues oh i mean there's no way that i can believe that because he seems like all in all a good part a good man and everything right that he's going to have been able to look someone in the eyes as he strangled them and be okay 
Yeah. And, I mean, there's going to be some paperwork and some identifying the body and stuff. Because he still called the ambulance. And I believe the housekeeper knows that the person was alive and the owner of the hotel. Maybe. I don't know. But it's still like, is she going to have identification? Like, are they going to be able to figure out who she is? I mean, they're still dental, so, I mean, they can try to go through that. But what if he finds out that this chick died 75 years ago? I don't think that... I think they're taking, like, just missing bodies. Like, uh, that that's what I'm assuming. Well, I would have thought that, but we find out that the two angels, one of them was a serial killer and one of them was an architect. Possibly. We, we viewed this differently. I don't know, man. They just came right out with it. Yeah, they did. But, I mean, I don't see a serial killer becoming an angel, personally. But that's the thing. That's what we're talking about right here, right? Because what do we learn in other, you know, TV TV and movies and stuff, right? Repent, right? Yeah. Also, if you sacrifice yourself to save someone else's life... One-way ticket to heaven. Defeats the purpose of being a serial killer. But, I mean, we did see that in Seth Rogen's movie, This is the End. Right. Okay, so, so we got that. Um, remember Constantine? Yep. You know, that was his way of going back because he was a suicide case. Had to go to hell. But he gave up his life to save the chick's life. And then the devil saves him so he doesn't win. Right. And he has time to go back to hell. So maybe we'll get some kind of... Storyline based on those two angels. Yes, I okay. mean, I'll give you a brief chance that this was their occupation just because of how quickly they came up with it. But I'm thinking they just spit out the first thing that came to their head. I don't, I don't think so because I feel like the guy felt like he was embarrassed about it. You know, didn't didn't want to say what he was. I don't know. I, I felt it as he was just like, all right, what's the worst thing I can think of to where people in hell aren't going to question what I am? Okay, serial killer. Maybe. Because one of them said serial killer. That's not really an occupation. The other guy did give an occupation. Yeah. Architect. Which uh, is just always funny when someone says architect. Like, <laughs> I just think back to Seinfeld. Architect! Yeah. But, anyway. We got sidetracked a little bit. Yeah. But, I mean, like we're sitting there and, you know, they're getting ready. Who would have thought you'd just go to a travel agency and want to go to hell? Okay. Well, first off, they go back to the hotel. They can't find the phone. And they try to do a coin flip about whether or not to do heaven and hell. Uh, <laughs> Double or nothing. It's like, what, what are you doubling down on? Like, you, Come on. Yeah. You can go to hell twice? Well, it's like they can either go to heaven and apologize. Mm-hmm. But uh, they'll be separate together, which leads me to think. Are, are they... Lovers, possibly. Are they lovers? Are they in love with each other? Are they just having sex? Is it just like a super close bromance? Uh, yeah, it could be just best of friends. Yeah. I don't understand yet. I don't know. I'm uh, thinking they're at least having sex, but that's just my personal guess. Stab in the dark. Maybe. Maybe. There was two beds in the hotel room. Yeah. So, possibly. One, one for sleeping and one for activities. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I agree with you. The travel agency. Uh, and, and I love the little small detail of her just covering the cage of the bird. Has no significance or anything, but it's just like, oh, you're wanting to go to hell? Let me cover my bird. Well, I thought, like... She was going to transform or yeah. something. Um, but no, it was just, you know, just, just normal conversation. <laughs> and how about she was a travel agent to go to places like Kazakhstan? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like... Such weird places. Who, who wants to go to these places? 
Uh, no wonder it's darky. You can't afford lights in this shack. Yeah. So, but I thought it was good. This is good comic relief. This mm-hmm. is well done. She's like, it's not quite going to cover it. I'm going to need 20 <laughs> minutes in the back with a big one. You know, and he's, he's like, not going anywhere. If it's got to be done, you know, <laughs> I just, I loved it. Like, I mean, I was cracking up at this little scene and I thought it was really, it was needed. Oh, absolutely. Like, like I said, a couple episodes ago when they weren't in the episode, mm-hmm. we missed them. Yeah, we missed them. I've grown completely attached to these angel characters. And I, at first I didn't think I was really going to care for them. I didn't care for them at the beginning. And, I was, all I wanted to see them was die in different ways and forms. Yeah, it was all about Cassidy killing him constantly. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, but now I'm I totally enjoy him on the screen. Yeah. So anyway, we get the biggest, just obvious Breaking Bad. Oh, throw it in your face. AMC um, just hitting us with like, hey, this is a great show. Let's bring it back. Yeah. And I mean, they pro- they pull up in the same exact spot as. Uh, Walter was when he was leaving. You Waiting know, for his pickup. Yeah. Instead of a van, it's a nice little shuttle. We got the dog walking across the street again. Yeah. And it, just good job. Bravo. Nice homage. Well done. Pay homage um, to yourself. I love it. It was well. It was really well done. It was almost like, you know, Low Winter Sun wasn't the show to replace Breaking Bad like we hoped it would be. Maybe this is the show to replace Breaking yeah, Bad. Yeah. I mean, they're putting a lot of eggs into it. And yeah. I'm glad that they are. Yeah, absolutely. And, of course, it's just a basic tour bus comes and picks them up. <laughs> and you can't bring it. Yeah, no no and, carry-on. And did you hear what he called them when they were getting on the bus? Because I thought he said lover. I don't... I didn't catch it. I didn't catch it. All I remember is him saying, what about my comic books? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I haven't seen any comic books in these. <laughs> yeah, I haven't either. <laughs> um, so I would love to see this collection. Is he reading Preacher? You know? Uh, the important things. Like, are, are we having a fourth wall moment? I doubt it. Um, uh, although that kind of breaks the fourth wall a little bit. Like, what about my comics? You know, but uh, either way, I just like the way they set this up. Yeah. Well done. You know, Bravo. very original, very cool. Uh, and the fact that they throw a Breaking Bad reference in there. And All the, the fact that Tulip went to Albuquerque. You know, I wish we would have gotten a little bit more of how quick, easily she got into Carlos's mansion and whatnot but well we might as well move on to that because that's kind of the end of the angel sequence till the very end mm-hmm. so we'll get it to so when like you said when tulip leaves emily in there with cassidy very bluntly and plainly i'm gonna go kill a man in albuquerque yeah i'm going to kill a man in albuquerque it's like okay cool this is the tulip we want yes absolutely and was totally expecting to see a cool tulip scene um not but, quite but we basically get the phone call her sitting there listening to it. We see Carlos is tied up and gagged. She gets up with a meat tenderizer and mm-hmm. says it's time. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen this. Does she follow through with it? I think that she's waiting on Jesse. Unfortunately. I don't think that she's going to be able to kill him now after this truly heartfelt, touching, tenderizing moment coming from Jesse disgusting pun you just threw in there i had to do it i had to do it uh yeah i mean first off voicemail was really well done yeah i thought it was good i like the fact that he brought back his old childhood saying you're my everything for forever mm. or something like that forever and always or something yeah till the end of the till world. forever yeah. or something um well but done when anyone brings up like i i, I had a hankering for m&m pancakes by the end of this thing yeah yeah 
But I just, I would have liked to have seen her just tenderize the hell out of Carlos. I, I really don't think it's happened yet. Like after, because she deliberately finished this message. And at any point in time, she could have just let it get a voicemail or continue in voicemail. Possibly so. so. I just, I'm with you a little bit. Like, they've really built up this Carlos story Mm -hmm. and how it was such a terrible thing that happened to her and Jesse. For this to just be like her sitting in a chair across from him and then her just kill him off screen. And I feel like she would have done it had the voicemail not happened because she had written Jesse off. But now... She kind of maybe she hasn't. I don't see her doing it without him. I think she's back on the Jesse train, but in a good way. But I still don't see why she wouldn't kill him. Just because he's got to be there. Like I mean, Carlos did as much to Jesse as he did to her. You think she's trying to do like like he's been saying, be one of the good guys? No, I don't think she has any interest in being one of the good guys or something. I think it's just she wants. Jesse to have a part of this relief as well. But Jesse doesn't want old Tulip. Maybe. Maybe she wants to change I mean, to get Jesse. Jesse is a different character in this episode than he has been in the last four or five. Like, I mean, he is on a path of redemption. You know, yeah, trying to become the old Jesse. Yeah, I mean, obviously the scenes with him and Cassie are really well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really, he, we find out he put Cassidy out. Yes, that was Immediately. important. Um, so what's he have to be redemptive about? You know, I mean, he, he did the right thing when it happened. You Which know, time? I mean... I mean, obviously not all the time he's not done the right thing, but I just feel like he hasn't been the worst person. He's just been extremely selfish. Yeah, the arse face thing was really bad. Yeah. Uh, Sending someone to hell is pretty much the worst thing you could ever do. I think so. Um, but... Yeah, I guess that's mainly his thing. I mean, because he tells Cassie, you saw the worst of me, too. So, But, I mean, he hasn't treated Tulip kindly in any shape, way, or form. No, he's been a dick. I mean, maybe it's in a kind way just because he doesn't want to go back to his dark ways, but there's better ways to do it. Because he has just been a straight-up dick, for lack of a better term. And right now, I think he's just trying to stay safe and hidden and alive until Sunday. Yep. You know, because he's got his big plan. Um, but yeah, so we find out Jesse comes in to help Cassidy, basically. Yeah. Cassidy looks awful. He looks a lot better than before the uh, bear was lunch. He looks better, but it almost looks like a different actor. Because mm-hmm. uh, his forehead's so high and peeled back and blistered and, and nasty. Just like patches of hair and stuff. Yeah. Good job by the uh, special effects makeup team. That's what I wanted to ask you. How did you feel the special effects on uh, Cassidy were in this episode? I thought they were great. Mm-hmm. Um, he looked like a recovering burn victim. <laughs> um, as well, I mean, burn victims wish they could come back this well, but uh, I thought they did great. I mean, most of the stuff I saw was pretty spot on. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I mean, it almost didn't even look like him. It really didn't. Uh, especially uh, in that... The I mean, first one. The major burn stuff, I'm like, okay, you don't know who that is anyway. But this second part, when he's kind of partly healed and he's all blisteriness, I was like, that's not the same guy. Mm-mm. Doesn't even look like... And he's sitting there talking. It's the same voice, obviously. He's talking to, to Jesse and stuff. And I'm just like, weird. And then like he jumps out and hisses at him. And I was like, man, they did a great job. Yeah. Through and through with this. Yeah, they did a really good job. So, 
I was happy to see that. Happy to see Cassidy's like not mad at him. He's like, you did the right thing. Well, because he put him out. out. Yeah. He said, that's all that matters. You put me out. So, at least we find out Jesse wasn't a total ass and let him burn. Yeah, because Um, I was convinced that he was by the end of the last episode. Well, yeah, last episode made me think, like, Tulip had to save him, you know. But I guess he was just, you know. I mean, he burns quickly. (laughs) Yeah, obviously. So, anyway, so Jesse kind of explains his big plan. Explains that he, why he has the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then we find out he needs angel hands. And Casey's like, no problem. Yeah. I got angel hands. I mean, you need. I got two, three, four. <laughs> <laughs> he takes the hole. He's like, three or four? Whatever you got. Yeah. I think I just need one. Um, so, I mean, it was kind of two birds, one stone. Let's bury these. Let's get your angel hands. We're good to go. Yeah, they bury the mayor, uh, the random animals that Cassie had killed, and dig up some of the angel hands. Um <laughs> So we find out that Cassidy has been burying the bodies and stuff like that under that hang tree. tree. So more um, significance for this tree. Yeah, they keep showing the tree a lot. And it's obviously the same Ratwater tree. Yep. So that's got to play in at some point. At like some the, point we're going to figure out the significance of this tree. Excellent. And the fact that Arsface said that hell's not that, that far, far away. Um but yet again, that was just a vision. So, I mean, we don't know if that's necessarily true. true or but not. I think we can pull things from it. Yes. So, I'm just, I'm just gonna, that's the information they've given me. I'm going to take it as much as I can. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, we got a little tiny bit of Ken Cannon. There's a little wrestling match in his office. No, I mean, that's ex- fully what I expect King Cannon to be. It was almost just filler stuff. You know, him talking about Sunday, he's going to denounce God and the biggest lie of all time. And, Blah, blah, blah. I mean, the the only small thing we can take away from this is Donnie got his hearing back a little bit. Yeah, and Donnie appears to be a little scared still. Definitely. And um, so I'm a little upset that Donnie's already got hearing back. I wouldn't be surprised if Donnie was deaf for good yeah. after what he did. But And so I'm interested to see how that continues on throughout this series, really. Right. Or maybe Donnie keeps just doing different stuff to deafen himself yeah. around him. You know, I see him doing like earplugs, earmuffs. You know, shooting. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully next time he just keeps some earplugs in his back pocket or something yeah, at all something. times. Something. Um, hopefully we don't have to go drastic. You know, hold on, guys, I got to run to the trunk real quick. Yeah, but that is all basically for the major part of the episode, and then we get the, the ending. ending. And this is where we got, like I said, with a repeat, repeat, repeat of the Ratwater scenario. And then the main thing we just haven't talked about is the actual meeting. Okay, so. We see a door open, and I can't figure out where the door is. It looks like it's in the Western Time, mm-hmm. so I assumed it we was in the Red Water. Time, yeah. But with the door open, it looks like some kind of, kind of like lightning storm looking thing mm-hmm. behind it, clouds and looky thing. Um, and then we get the two pairs of boots coming through, and then the greatest location drop any TV show or movie has ever done. Hell. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I just love that for some reason. It's just an excellent reveal. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've done a really good job with those. I mean, you got Albuquerque, and you know, Ratwater. Yeah, so they've done an excellent job with some of those things, and this one just hit it at the park. First, you get the little aerial shot of him just yeah. standing amongst the bodies, and then they walk in, and you get hell. Um, so let me, 
I'm just going to ask this because I, I don't know how I feel about it yet. Do you think they're back in time? No, like I said, I think this this guy just has to constantly reveal it. So, like, he's been living this for 100 and some odd years? It looks like it. Brutal stuff. Yeah. Well, you remember, Jesse asks, is there any way to bring somebody back from hell? And they say it's complicated. Which means it's possible that our space is doing the exact same thing, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever his hell is, somewhere. And initially... Possibly reliving the suicide attempt and... Uh, attempted murder of the chick. Yeah, but when they first brought or bought the ticket to hell, did you think they were coming to grab Eugene? I did. I thought they were coming to grab I- Eugene so Genesis would be satisfied and actually stay in the coffee can this time. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what Genesis' plan uh, is yeah. necessarily with Jesse yet. So, but I mean, the fact that we ended up seeing the uh, slaughter of Gettysburg again really caught me off guard. Yeah. Um, but I loved it. Yes. Oh, I'm I love to meeting. see him come out of hell and everything. And they say they got a job for him. And he's like, what job? We'll tell you when we get there. Boom. Shoots him right in the head. I love okay. it. Next question. <laughs> Do angels stay dead in hell? No, nah, like, no, I think he comes back. You, think, you know what because, I mean? Because, I mean, we didn't see that flash of light, though, like we always see when one of them dies. Yeah. I mean, I know I'm probably looking too much into this, but, I mean... I'm trying to see if there's some actual consequences here. I don't know. I doubt it. And I, I hope doubt not it. Definitely, because, please don't split up yeah. this team. But I mean, I, I just thought it was an interesting thing to think about. So they and they so, need somebody to yeah. kill the preacher. They yes. say, and so then the big one's like, "Well, let me try a different route." Yeah, <laughs> I'll we need tell you to kill somebody. A preacher. Um, so obviously, is it our preacher? Do we think Jesse's in trouble here? Yes, I think they're coming to get to get preacher because it has to be somebody that can deal with Genesis's power. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how that'll be this guy necessarily, but I can't wait to see this guy in Jesse's time. Come and try. Absolutely. Um, Are we winning? <laughs> I just, I have not been this pumped for a finale in a long time you know it's there's gonna be a lot of pressure on them for this finale and i really hope that they can live up to it because there's a lot that's gotta happen do we think it's gonna be an extended like an hour and a half or so maybe a little bit this one was even a little bit long it felt like five minutes longer Mm -hmm. um but i mean they got a lot to do he's got to make the call to god you know there's gonna be some kind of resolution with that with ken cannon at the church. Um, and then if this guy comes up and is introduced, that's another huge amount. Of yeah. Something. How they get him back out. Cause I can't assume that, you know, he just hops on a trailer or a shuttle and gets out of hell. Like yeah. I got to figure there's a little bit more to it than that. I, I agree. I agree. And they've built this guy up way too much to give him some kind of chintzy in. Yeah. So, and but. so before we wrap it up and everything, you and Zach both thought that uh, King Cannon wasn't going to make it to the end of the season. You know, and I wanted to ask, do you think that he's going to die in the season finale? Oh, man. Because, uh, I mean, I'm definitely sticking with my, I don't see a chance that he doesn't make it now. I don't know. Now, I don't, I don't think he'll die. Yeah. Because... Why just show him, like, if, let's, 
take the show for its word. And if if God shows up mm-hmm. at an anvil on Sunday, and Ken Cannon sees it, he's humiliated. Why why end his story right there? Yeah, you know, let's see the aftermath of that. So. In a way, I hope he stays alive now. Plus, he's a great actor. Oh, I'm I love him on the show. So, let's hope he stays alive. But if they give him a good death and a good resolution, I'll be happy with yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I'll be okay with it if, I mean, the slaughter of Gettysburg comes out and just mows him down 15 different ways a Sunday. Yeah, I'll be okay with it. The slaughter of Gettysburg might come and mow that entire church congregation down. Yet again, I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll see what happens on that. But, and, uh,. Then do we get any more of A Carlos or B the Houston bad guy that was in the all white? Like, do you, are you seeing? Do you think we're going to see any big surprises? I think they're going to have a cliffhanger of some kind, obviously, mm-hmm. um, which may include some of the randos that we've seen throughout the series, uh, including the Houston all yeah. white guy. But we I got think the chick angel. Lines. I think the angel chick. Yeah. Um, there needs to be some kind of because we have the two angel guys, we have new slaw, you know, the butcher of yeah. Gettysburg, and then we have the chick angel. But I have to assume that the major battle is going to be, be between heaven and hell, both wanting to get their hands on Genesis. Yes. So I have to feel like both sides are going to find out what's happened. So I want I want to see some kind of resolution like that. Okay, and I mean, I would definitely love to see that. I don't know if we get it just in the season one finale. Hopefully, we do. But maybe I, just a tease of it. I'm definitely excited to see what they do with it, and I do not think that they're going to let us down. Yeah, I agree. But um, man, that's going to call it for yeah. that episode. You know, um, like I said, you know, we had a couple questions throughout. You know, what you think about the angels? If you know the song that the Chinese man was singing at the beginning. Do you think we're interpreting hell correctly? Yeah. Um, Any other little tidbits that we might have missed or something that you liked or just didn't like and you thought we were completely off base, you know, hit us up on Facebook or Twitter at Bleed TV Podcast or email us at Bleed TV Podcast at Gmail. That's it. And uh, until next time, guys, we'll see you uh, next week. See ya.